had one girl tell me like just do whatever you want and they'll tell you afterwards if i liked it it's like absolutely not what are you talking about i'm not playing sexual minesweeper with you but first a word from our sponsors look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey (sighs) well That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Sometimes you got to keep the gangbang group chat honest. I'm in a uh, Telegram group chat for <laughs> what's kind of become a biannual gangbang. And uh, <laughs> with this very, very beautiful woman uh, here in New York, and her partner runs the group chat. Well, we don't use it very often, but the other day uh, it pinged with a new message from one of the guys in the group. I don't know this man. I mean, if you show me a picture of him or his penis, I might go, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. And he said he sent a message that said, any word on another event coming up? I'd love to see everyone again. I said, don't lie to all of us. You're excited to see one person again. The rest of us, you'll just tolerate so long as your balls are in her mouth. Come on now, be real. I just wanted to share that with you. This week on the podcast, we have got on comedian Marty Cunney. He's a boy I know here in New York who's uh, gotten over a couple of big breakups. Maybe I'll learn something. Uh, we're talking about getting over breakups. We're talking about some kink. We're talking about you know non-monogamy. Do you need it? Do you got to have it? Could you live without it? This is a fun chat between the boys. This is part of the Billy with the Boys bundle as I seek to create some semblance of male friendships. And uh, I'm excited to share Marty with you all in just a little bit. Uh, first, wow, real quick, wow. The Naked Comedy Shows, another double sellout success. One of the best nights I think we've had. Even I crushed it a couple of times. So I'm excited for the next one, uh, February 23rd, lookout in your email inboxes for tickets to be on sale. Right now, tickets are on sale February 17th for Impact. Mm, Impact is our the kinky comedy show we did back in August. All the stand-ups, we're going to tell our jokes while we share the stage with a BDSM scene. It's a very fun time over at Star Bar in Bushwick. February 17th, ticket link in the schnotes or at manhorpod.com. The Manhorpod Podcast did not win an AVN award on Saturday night, but I do want to thank everybody uh, for voting. Some of you were very, very enthusiastic and repetitive with your voting, and I appreciate the efforts. Uh, I would like to think, I'm just going to pretend we got a close second place to plug talk. So congratulations to Lena and her co-host, and, uh, and shout out to everyone who nominated me, because I didn't even ask to be nominated. Uh, so that was cool in and of itself. Before I get to Marty Cunney, let's do a quick fan horror appreciation moment. This is the part of the show where I like to give a shout out to some of the members of my fan horror community on Patreon. Patreon is the best way you can support me and the work that I'm doing here. And this fella He signed up for a whole year-long membership and enjoying a little discount with it. Big thank you to Abe, buddy. You know, in addition to your membership fee, ain't chance you could check my breaks. If I send you a picture of, like, my brake pads, can you just give me, like, your opinion? I'd really appreciate that. Uh, Thanks, buddy, for supporting the Man Whore Podcast. I hope you enjoy those bonus episodes all year round. And you, too, can become a member for as little as $2 a month. With thousands of you out there, each of your $2 can go a long way when we put you all together. Become a member today. Support the podcast you love at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash 
Man Whore Podcast. This week's guest, Marty Cunney, he's uh, he's become a, a favorite recently at the Naked Comedy Show. Dude is a fucking crusher. So, so funny. I could sense for a few months now, like, this is a guy I'm, I, I, I want to talk to. Big cat guy. If you watch his Instagram stories, big on the cats. A guy with a dog, that could be anyone. A guy with multiple cats... There's something good about that guy, I think. Let's go talk about love and breakups and choking chicks out with Marty Cunney. Consensually, if you're new here, settle down. Obviously, consensual choking. We talk about it, but we're not crazy. We're not just choking chicks just because. That's psychotic. Now I'm thinking I should title this episode Consensually Choking Chicks with Marty Cunney, but I don't think he would like that very much. I don't I don't know if that would play very well. I'll think of something else. All right, I'll shut my mouth. Got to do a couple ads. I need a little bit of your ad revenue time, pay some bills. And then we're going to chat with Marty. Uh, how did the date on Friday go? Well, well uh, we went to do karaoke, and it was fun. Karaoke is probably one of my favorite things and it was a second date i've taken first dates on karaoke and i think that might be a little aggressive <laughs> yeah <clears throat> yeah i've, I've had a lot of aggressive first dates i had a second date do a podcast with me one time that was a bad idea wait you know, why huh yeah I, I you know this was, was, it was your podcast no it was someone else's yeah it was a bad idea in retrospect uh it was fun but like actually you know i don't think that's we did go on another date after that and i think the reason that day didn't go so well is because I was farting the whole time because we got some like Chinese food or something beforehand and I just couldn't stop farting the whole way through Mission Impossible 6 okay. or 5, whatever the one was with Henry Cavill. And you and she could tell? I couldn't imagine she couldn't. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't loud, but it was like, I can smell these. And Wait, like, but what was the, how'd the podcast date come about? So I told her, I was like, hey, we can meet and then like, you know, grab drinks or whatever, but I got this, I got a podcast afterwards and she's like, oh, okay. And at the date, I was like, if you want to tag along for the podcast, you can do the podcast with me. And she thought that I meant, like, watch me do the podcast, which is like, that's also kind of a weird date. Yes. You know, but she was along for that. And I was like, when I got there, I was like, I had I had asked the guy beforehand. I don't know if you do you know David Cooper. Um, or not. He does radio stuff. So I was like, I had messaged him beforehand being like, oh, I have this date she's coming along and he's like bring her we'll put her on the thing i was like okay yeah i'll ask her if she wants to do it so when i says when i asked i guess you know i wasn't super clear i was like hey you know you're gonna be talking to me the whole time and it was still kind of fun because he did a good job of like it was like having some direct your conversation between like two strangers was he like like like, like he's conducting the date pretty much okay um, that's awkward it was but it was fun because he's funny and like we have a good rapport me and him and uh-huh. so like we I mean, she went on another date with me after that. So either she has terrible judgment or I did a good job. Or um, both. Or both. I mean, a <laughs> little bit A, a little bit of B, never hurt anybody. But uh, yeah, that was what, um, that was, I, I, yeah, so I won't do that again. Um, but I'd say I've taken, I'd say every time I've taken it, I think my like success rate for second dates after taking a first date to karaoke or first date to a comedy show is probably 50 50. Well, I feel like both are terrible. Like comedy show, I think is a terrible first date. Yes. I think it's different if you're was, are you talking about comedy shows you're on or just like the hang comedy shows I'm on. I tell like civilians, like a comedy show is a terrible first date because you don't get to be funny and other people could be funnier than you. And like, she might end up on the fuck the comic one of the comics more than you at the end of it. Yeah. And, it's like taking uh, someone to go see a movie where they can drink with the actors afterwards. Exactly it's that. It's like, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're giving them entertainment and then you're giving them the entertainers. Like, but if you're on the show, I was like, Oh, well then, you know, it's, it's also like, I'm not doing this to anybody that I really think I have like a, a future with. It's like, you know, <laughs> you, let's just see what happens if they like it, they like it, whatever. It's a fast track to my sense of humor, okay. which sometimes it's like, I'm not exactly comfortable getting right into with somebody, you know, mm. I, I would say that like first date, you get like the sanest version of me. 
and things get some more and more off the rails as things go on. Whereas first date comedy show, you get to see a little bit off the rails right off the bat. Well, you know? second date karaoke on Friday seemed to be going well enough that you were, I had a dropout on the naked comedy show and I was texting you to see if you wanted to. And, and she's, you, it was after I'd already filled the spot, but you said, you know, she's, she's game. Yeah, come watch she, me do yeah. naked stand up for a second date. She, because uh, our first date we went well, and she was. I think we kind of uh, were good about communication. Like we were both on the same page. Like neither of us are looking for anyone to like commit commit a date right now. Okay. And so we kind of knew what the end goal of this second date, third date was going to be. And it's like, well, that's like that was the kind of line I said to her. Is like, you know. She's like, yeah, I'm down for it. I was like, yeah, I guess the goal is seeing me naked anyways. Like, might as well <laughs> watch me get paid for it. So uh, <laughs> so uh, she was down, and it would have been fun, but uh, unfortunately, I I didn't. Uh... Well, you were cautious at first. You said, I think that might be too aggressive. Uh, I and mean... I still think naked watching you do naked comedy is a less aggressive early date than karaoke. You you think watching me? Oh, okay. Well, I, I disagree. <laughs> Because karaoke is like, it's just it. In fact, I think it's or as a second date, first date karaoke is is a little too much because I think it's like um, you're putting. I think you're putting a lot of pressure on the other person. At least as a mm-hmm. guy, if a girl took me karaoke for the first date, I think it'd be great. That was her suggestion. But as a guy, I mean, like, all right, now you've got to sing something. It's like, well, maybe she's not into that. I don't know her well enough, and mm-hmm. so that could be like a weird amount of pressure. Uh, at least in my experience with the ones I've taken to people on, but. Um, Second date is great because it's kind of like, all right, we've gotten all the introduction stuff out of the way. We got like all the conversation about who we are and siblings and blah, blah, blah. And so now let's do something fun. Okay. You know, so. But as as far as like doing something fun goes, like karaoke is like asking someone to get so vulnerable in the fun because you kind of have to like not take yourself seriously. You have to really like strip something down. But I don't really want to be with anyone who's taking themselves that seriously. Okay. I mean. Or at least my track record with people who do take themselves that seriously is not that great. And that's, it's like, you know, that's fine with me. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, why why are you not looking for something serious right now? So I uh, just moved to New York. Didn't that breakup one. happen seven years ago? So that was a different one. So, okay. I, have, so I have two breakups. Uh, if, that, if we're talking about like the major events of my life is that I had uh, out of college, a six year relationship that ended. And that's when I started comedy. Hmm. And then um, I had a relationship through COVID that was about a four year relationship. And that one ended uh, 20, like first week of 2022. And hmm. so I had already been kind of thinking about me and her had been talking about like moving to another city and uh, you know, I won't get too into that, but Basically, like I was like, I should still try living somewhere else because like I kind of feel like I'm banging my head against the wall, living in the same place I grew up, and should just try something else. And you know, New York made the most sense stand up wise. And so, one of the lessons I learned from the two breakups was that like I very much uh, was afraid of being single because I was afraid of being alone mm-hmm. uh, and alone with like my, my thoughts and like I wasn't good at being by myself. And so. I kind of like, I was like this year I'm really focused at least I've really been focused on like being okay by myself. Um, so that was kind of like the last like year and a half, two years was like, okay, like get my head straight, worked on like meditation, therapy, journaling, stuff like that. So that I'm a little more comfortable being on my own. Mm. And then, um, the second part of like why I still want to stay single, like even after I feel like I'm doing a better job of that is that, I think another problem was that I, you know, with the reason I moved to New York is to try stand up as a career, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is to see if this will actually work out as something that I can pursue. Uh, like, do I have what it takes? Am I that interested to like pursue it through the shitty parts, you know, mm-hmm. and like through not making money, which is like kind of the main thing, right? So it's, it's a big part of New York comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and like, do I want to like, how long do I want to keep a day job and try to do comedy too? Like, can I like really commit to it? Like, what does that look like for me? And so I'm, as I'm figuring all that out, uh, I kind of realized that like one of the issues with the last relationship was that I wasn't really sure what I was doing with comedy and therefore like doing this thing that takes so much of my time, I, it'd be hard to say to like a potential partner being like, Hey, this is, I'm doing all this and I'm not really sure what the reason is. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you I don't even know like why you were doing it. Well, I knew I liked stand up when I was doing it at the time, but I I knew I like and I, I'd always I'd said to everybody like I'm not really 
taking this seriously as a career. I just okay. really like doing it. And when she's like, you know, if you're not doing this seriously for a career, like you, like you're not doing anything else. Like you're, you're, you're all your spare time is like doing comedy. Stuff. If it's going to be hobbyist aspirations, it should only get a hobbyist amount of your time. Exactly. And so that is, uh, and I was kind of like, Oh, you know, I was when I wasn't really in a great headspace either. So it was like comedy was my escape from like being by myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that was another thing that like, like came about with that. And so I think, um, the reason why I'm like, it's, is that I didn't really have a direction for what was happening with me with comedy and because I never really set long-term goals. And so now I'm trying to say, all right, if comedy is, I want to figure out what comedy looks like for me. It's like, this is how much of my time you can expect to get as a partner mm. because of comedy. Yeah. And like, if you spend time with me at comedy, great. But you, like, that's a lot to ask of somebody. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I, I really want to get that sorted before I like really seek relationship. And, this is also the first time in my life I've enjoyed being single. And okay. so being a single in a new city, I didn't want to jump into something. And, you know, I wanted to like explore the options here, see what's different and then, you know, see what I want going forward. So that's kind of the reason. Mm -hmm. And with the last, with the last girlfriend that was, was there like some future planning? Like, like whether it be family or I know. Yeah. You said and that was part and of the issue is that like, if I you don't know what the future of this is. It's like, how can you plan what the family or anything yeah. like that would be another yeah. cat? I don't, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. We had four cats, and that was insane. I Wait, had, you had four cats together? Yeah. She How had many two. did you each? Yeah, I had these two, and she had two. Okay, so y'all got to part with your own cats. Oh God, it was three. <laughs> we moved in together three days before the, the pandemic started. So uh, it was her first time living with a partner, and yeah. so it was like we had the tension of that, and then the tension of these cats that just fucking hated each other. <laughs> they oh, no. were fighting all the time. And like you just wake up and they'd just be like hairball, like hair all over, not hairballs, but like tufts of hair all over the apartment. It's like, oh, I know what happened last right. night. These guys were kicking the shit out of each other. And then the woman that lived above us worked in pet rescue. She was the landlord. And so she had like, at any given time, she had like 12 animals up there. Mm. And so that it was a bit of a madhouse to like be locked in together. So like, I'm sure that didn't help with like the strain of the relationship. But um, the, uh, yeah, the cats fucking hated each other. But, uh, um, <laughs> When when you said uh, if if I got the timeline kind of right, seven ish years ago, there's the bit that big breakup, and then you got with this one like four years ago. So there's a, like maybe roughly three years in between where you're single ish. Uh, I'd say like a year and a half okay. to two years in between the two relationships where I was. Single. And that's like kind of an angsty time of like going around dating, being single. Yeah, it wasn't really, yeah, like not it. a lot of success in dating because I was really like not well put together. I, I don't know. I you weren't you weren't. <laughs> oh, do tell. I, I think I was just like uh, a bit underconfident. I also like I grew out my beard and I had really long hair. I look like a I look crazy. Okay. I look like a crazy person. And um, so San Francisco, you look like you were a native. You look like I you live in. I I could have been. Yeah, I I could have been a problem that wandered in from the street to do comedy, okay. which is what you got in a lot of San Francisco open mics. <laughs> and so uh, they I still have like that, that one at the radio station. Oh, that place just closed. Oh, it did? Yeah. That felt like the place where if I was going to like have a random homeless person at the mic, it felt like it was there. The guy smoked uh, heroin on stage there one time. Huh? Oh, my. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, he was a homeless comic. He was actually kind of funny. Um, but yeah, he yeah, he did that. He sure did that at the Muni Radio Comedy Festival. He wow. smoked heroin on stage. Uh, Zach Wiseman uh, was <laughs> you, his name. You remember? Oh, no. I, I, I mean... I was friendly with them, but he was like, I think he was one of those guys that like actually had like a decent education, a decent background and like fell into like addiction and stuff like that. Okay. And, uh, but he was, yeah, he would like sell art and stuff on the street and he was, but he was, yeah, he was a mess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> as, as, and, and you were like kind of visually a mess at the time too, it seems like. No, not as yeah. big of a mess as him, but like I was still somewhat put together, but I was just, I wasn't super confident and I, I would say that like you were as buff as as back yeah, then. Yeah, I mean, I was probably maybe a little heavier, but like not a lot. Okay, um, and I was still playing rugby, so I was like still like you know fit for that. And funny, you're on stage. Yeah, not as funny as I am now. You weren't as funny. Okay, <laughs> well, yeah, that, that says a lot because I'm here right now with the really fucking funny. Well, this was can't stop one. telling everybody around town. Comedian Marty Cunny. How, year, how long? Year Thirteen one minutes comedy. in. You're one comedy. Show? You yeah. know, it's. <laughs> Not good for anybody, but it was also like, you know, I was just not in a great place mentally. Okay. And so I think I just wasn't like, I was never 
particularly good at dating before I had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Now I was like, oh, I'm single in my late 20s, but I just didn't do a very good job of it. Okay. And so, you know, for example, taking a woman to podcast on the second date. So, you know, <laughs> thinking things like that were a good idea. So I just, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I think I, I think part of comedy too, and I've mentioned this to people before, is that like it kind of helped me self-realize a lot. Um, like it, I felt more comfortable in my own skin because I was like, it was, it was so important for me to be authentic on stage mm-hmm. and like me being authentic myself and people liking that kind of like gave me a lot more self-confidence as well. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's been kind of like a good feedback loop for me. Um, like, you know, people know, like people know that know me from comedy, know me because I'm like generally wearing like loud outfits on stage and stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, that was not really like that. I, I do that off stage too. Like that's how I dress normally, but it wasn't like that before I started comedy. I think that I was, you know, this is a little self psychoanalysis, but I think I was, uh, my personality type is that I generally am trying to be accepted by whatever group I'm being a part of. So same, you know, not unusual for most people. Yeah. And so like, if I'm hanging out with rugby guys, I'm, you know, wearing whatever they're wearing. If I'm hanging out with like, you know, my theater friends, whatever they're wearing, but like in comedy, there's not like a uniform, there's not like a uniform that people wear. There's not like a set. There's not like, no, but there's no like one, except, you know, we had a joke that like jean jackets was huge in San Francisco in comedy for a minute. But like, besides stuff like that, like there's not like a mold to fit into in comedy. In fact, it's, you shouldn't fit into a mold in comedy. That's kind of the whole point. Right. And so I think that kind of like forced me to kind of forge my own identity a lot more. And mm-hmm. it's been good for me. Um, so in that, I think once you have that, and then you take that to the dating world, like that's a level of like, you know, self-confidence and self-actualization that people like people see that and they connect to it. You know? I, I went through a phase of doing the uh, the jacket over a T-shirt. Yeah. Suit jacket oh, over a T-shirt yeah, on stage. Yeah. I think I did. And I also brought too. that off stage to my dates. Oh, man. Still not sure how I still think it's not a like, terrible look. I don't know. I, I I did that for a little bit too. I think I did. I, I would do no. I do a blazer with a Hawaiian under it, which I still think is that's okay. very bold. Yeah, I still think that's okay, but not to like a first date. That's for fucking sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> I still and again, I still do tame down like what I wear to a first date. Mm. I'll still wear like a loud ish shirt, but it's like more commonly loud versus like some of the stuff that I have, which is a little more I don't know different. Okay. Like I won't wear like the bolt like the the leopard print bowling shirt, but I'll wear like maybe like a slightly psychedelic Hawaiian shirt or something because that's a little more common these days. Oh yeah, it shows like uh, this guy's clearly got some kind of personality. Yeah, yeah, or somewhat. I don't know. Something. It, it stood out to me when you said like this is the first time in your life, and I think that's why I, I was trying to do some of the timeline math because you're like this is the first time I'm like comfortable being single, and right now like I you know I went through a breakup. It sounds like around the same time as you um for this recent one so a couple years back and this is the first time in my life i am uncomfortable um i hate being single i don't like it i'm craving connection more than i ever have before and i was surprisingly really good at dating and meeting people and going out and having things you know but like you know i have not found the zen or maybe i had it and i lost it it's uh so it's interesting to hear you're like no now i'm good and ready i don't know i mean it's, it's don't get me wrong i'm still if all things had gone to plan, I wouldn't be single, you know, like that's not, I'm not, oh. what you want. I never single. Cause I always have her, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my little fucking polycule with the other one back yeah. there. Uh, well, I mean like, what were you doing? What was, what's some of that self work that you were doing? I think you mentioned meditation. Yeah. Mostly just like meditation journaling. Cause I have a very, I think with, uh, Meditation. I had started therapy during the pandemic because right. uh, you know who fucking didn't. But um, I had I journaling. I, I realized was like I have a real problem. I have a very short emotional memory. Mm. Whereas like I don't remember what I was feeling like a year ago. You know, I don't remember how things felt. Like what I was worried about. I don't remember like the mental state I was in. Okay. And like I can remember general like oh yeah, I remember this area of life. I was like generally depressed, but like uh, I can't remember specifics. And so. Started a journal and like just kind of jot down like you know for when I first started it was like maybe twice a week now I've gone to like once a week and it's mostly just about like making sure I understand here's here's what happened this week 
and that's a big thing for me because like sometimes the passage of time just feels like it just flies by and so if i ever feel like i'm like where the how the fuck did this month just go by i'll take a look back at the journal and be like oh yeah look at all this stuff that happened Mm -hmm. you know and that helps me a lot but um but also like occasionally i'll just like you know if i'll go back and read like the last three months and just be like man look at this stuff that i was worried about and seemed like the worst thing in the world at the time and now i'm here and at this point in life i don't even remember that thing at all you know like it just kind of it's a good reminder to me of like how impermanent a lot of our problems are and a lot of our mindset are and a lot of our you know our mental state is and that you know basically everything's impermanent and that everything passes and that you know the next thing's coming and and to also try to live in the moment which is what the meditation and stuff is about is the mindfulness aspect of it of you know enjoying everything in the moment and not so worried about like the fact that I am, you know, not where I thought I'd be so many years ago, mm. you know, and at this point in life, you know, at this, if you'd asked me where I was at, tw- at 22, if I, where I'd be at 35, it's like, oh yeah, house, kids, partner, blah, blah, blah. And it's, I don't have any of that, but like, it's easier for me not to be depressed about it. Cause it's like, well, I'm still enjoying the moment. And I know these things didn't happen for a reason. Um, and that, you know, it, had I been with any of those people, like it probably wouldn't be that good, All right. you know? So like, to like, getting myself into that like accepting mindset and just thinking about going forward rather than you know you know still learning from mistakes of the past but accepting that they happened because uh they had to that way there's really no other option there's no other way they could have happened Mm. and so you know accepting where i am now and so that's that's a big part of it is just like the accepting the moment and experiencing the moment and then you know using that acceptance to like build towards a better future for myself Mm. but for now it's like Nothing serious. Still, like, don't need anything serious yet. Yeah, I mean, if I met somebody and it was like, oh, my God, like, this is, you know, clearly, like, the kind of person that I would connect with and, uh, you know, need. And and we have a similar vision mm-hmm. and we work really well together and this person is understanding to, like, my needs and I'm understanding to her needs. Like, yeah, but... Um, I but isn't really- that how it always is? You know, I feel like that... I feel like so like anytime I've any serious relationship I've been in, it always I met them in some sort of like unplanned, wasn't looking for anything serious fashion. It's like no one's looking for like like I'm not really looking until I come across somebody and then I go, Whoa, you're you're definitely it. Um I would say I don't know. I'd say my first relationship, I was very much like when I met her, we had been we were friends for a little while before we started hooking up, mm-hmm. and I was very much like I like this person a lot. You know, and it was like, as soon as we started hooking up, it was like, okay, like this seems pretty legit, you know, okay. like, and I wasn't sure. The only thing that was kind of like the hiccup for me was that, you know, we were graduating college and she was moving back to LA and I was staying in San Francisco. I was like, oh, you know, I can do long distance until we, until we, you know, hopefully figure it out. And she ended up moving back to San Francisco for work. And so it worked out for me that way. But, um, in my second relationship, I mean, like I said, I was kind of, I wouldn't say I was like latching onto anything. I knew that I wanted to be with somebody that I connected well with. And we, me and her were, we had a great connection. And so like, I wouldn't say it was entirely just like it came out of the blue. I was still searching for somebody Mm. uh, more purposefully than I am now. So I would say like the mindset is different. And I think that because I'm, you know, projecting that I'm, that's like what I'm advertising to other people. I think, you know, if anybody was looking for something serious, then they're probably not, you know, then it's like very, I'm being very clear. It's like, Hey, we can, you know, see if we have a connection, but for the moment, the commitment's not there. Okay. Yeah. Just properly saying expectations. Yeah. And it, I, you know, the, the, the phrase casually seeking something serious, uh, yeah. you know, everyone says that and it's like, yeah, I am casually seeking if something serious comes up. Great. But I'm not focused on it right now because I want to get my head straight on this goal first, because I'm not, I'm kind of new to goal setting. <laughs> okay. So I'm trying to like focus on that now. Huh. Surprising. And I'm going to I feel like I'm getting this, uh, this, this more sentimental, uh, <laughs> emotionally intelligent version of, of Marty, who I previously, like when I first, did I reach out to you about the show or did you reach out to me? I hit you up on Reddit. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. And my impression of you in a positive way was like, this guy fucks. Because <laughs> I think the first clip I saw well, was... Well, the clips I put up are... I mean, obviously, the ones that do best are the most outrageous ones, right? Well, and you you had a very edgy, very controversial clip. I think the first joke I saw of yours where you acknowledged 
the female orgasm. Uh, it's, it's, whoa, watch out. Yeah, and uh, really rub some people the wrong way. Uh, and apparently pun, a few of the right. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, oh man, what was that? I'm trying to remember that one. Oh yeah. The one where like the taser. Yeah, because yeah. I've never, oh, did I post that one? Well, I think then whenever I got to your Yeah, because like, I've never posted, I don't think I've whatever. ever posted the full version of that. Okay. Um, but I think, yeah, I've posted like the lead into it. But yeah, it, I mean, so much of my stuff is about sex, <laughs> yeah. right? And a lot of that was written when I was dating somebody. So it was like, you know, oh, but like now I have like sex stuff to talk about otherwise. And it's, uh, I I am definitely like, I try to tell people that it's like, uh, I am myself turned up to 11 on stage. Like okay. if I was like that all the time, I would be fucking insufferable, you know? <laughs> and, and not maybe not to everybody, but like to me, I would be, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm like not, I don't know. I, it's funny. Cause I always thought of myself as this, like super outgoing person. And one of my time, my ex was like, Oh, like, uh, she's like, yeah, but you know, it probably, it, I forget what she said, but it basically said like, oh yeah, you're kind of like more of the silent type. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of realized that like, yeah, I, until like, it's kind of like a, once you get me going and once you get me wound up, mm-hmm. sure. But I'm not like, you, you got to wind me up. But otherwise you're hanging around like w- with the cats. When I started watching the Instagram story regularly, I started picking up like, this dude's just a home, this dude's home a lot with his cats. <laughs> well, I work from I home. Like, yeah. So like, you know, <laughs> I work from home out all evenings. So like, I am just, you know, here by myself, yeah. just fucking with the cats all day. But like, I think like, uh, you know, like also like when the first time you come to do the naked show and like your comfort, like being in a, what, what, what our green room is an orgy storage room <laughs> where there's like an upside down like yeah, liberator s lounger just like yeah being there's in the uh, back. like every every like piece of furniture in there i'm like yeah okay this is all right but yeah. like between bunch of mattresses bay area <laughs> the buff thing that fucking mustache and the deep voice. I was like, this dude, like, I don't know. I had this like perception. He was like, I don't know. I feel like he's some sort of like kinky sex party weirdo in San Francisco. Like I, I, I would be able to buy that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've definitely like, yeah, that assumption has been made about me a lot. Uh, have, and have, have the women who made that assumption been disappointed? No. I mean, cause like, I don't think anybody like, I don't know. I don't, okay. I, oh, okay. She's, she's just, she won't. Okay. Ka, get over so here. So catty. Yeah, she's a little she's a little fussy. But I don't know. I think um I don't think anybody assumes anything out of me right away, but like it, I do tend to attract at least in the last couple of years, definitely people on the more kinky side. Um which has been great. Uh it's been a fun thing to explore. Actually, you know, I wouldn't say explore. I mean the my first girlfriend was very much so and like kind of brought me out of like I wouldn't say I was in a shell, mm-hmm. but sex was pretty normal for me through college up until with her and we kind of started to get more into like you know roles together and so and that started kind of turning the dial up you know what i mean um and my last girlfriend was was also yes that but like not so much okay so the first girlfriend i'm i'll be specific since it's it's very she was very sub right she really wanted the dom like to be dominated and i was like you know, like in the effort, in the the vein of like, oh, always be respectful of the woman. Like it was kind of hard to get out of that mindset. But it was like, and it was like, but eventually it was just kind of like, oh, like making someone else feel good through doing this is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a, it's a fun thing to do in the bedroom. It's like if the other person likes it, I'm into it. And because I was doing that for so long, it's like, oh, this is now my thing too, I guess. And so it kind of turned into my thing. Like the first time she asked me like spit in her face, I was like. Uh, what? what? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, like okay. huh? <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, I remember one time she like showed me a porn. It was like a pretty extreme, like domination porn. And I was just like, oh, she really wants it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and she's like, and I think she was saying, like, I, in my mind, I was like, oh, she wants something along this vein. She's like, no, she wants this. Yeah, you know. And I was like, oh, okay. And so we, did, it was just kind of like. You know, started and that wasn't like stuff that I watched a lot, and so it was kind of like, oh, like, it was or it wasn't, wasn't right. So it was kind of like, oh, so like started learning to like push limits and see what she likes, mm-hmm. and you know, ended up you know buying more toys, um, experimenting with you know different stuff, and um, yeah, I mean it. So like it just turned into like uh, 
first like so first long-term girlfriend was you know pretty extreme sub mm-hmm. and so i think that was kind of hard thing was like when i was single is like kind of turning off the like that's the base level yeah like waiting you know? to be like i gotta <laughs> wait for someone else to turn that back on uh, yeah, yeah yeah and so like one or two hookups it was just kind of like oh right shit don't do that to yeah, people yeah. you know like uh you know and like you know ask everything first blah 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 um that was kind of hard one to unlearn you mm-hmm. know but you know I think now I'm a little more in a better place to like, you know, discuss that stuff up front. I love a better system about it. Um, it gets annoying to me because there's some people who they, they want that or they think they want like something kinky or subby like that, but they don't want to have the conversation up front because they're like, well, it's going to turn me off. I was like, well, then we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to choke you out if we can't talk yeah. about it when our clothes are yeah. fucking on. I w- I just wish, you know, obviously there's like, there's so many like sites and like, you know, they'll be like, oh yeah, check all the boxes of the stuff you like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that makes it easy. But like a lot of people just aren't comfortable doing that. And I'm like, well, then don't you have like, you have to broach the subject because right. like, I'm not just going to throw a fucking laundry list of stuff at you so you can check boxes. It's like, that's a bit I've been trying to work on is that like, everybody says like, this is like such an adventure, sexually adventurous society we're in now. But like, Sometimes you'll ask people what they're into, and they're like, "I don't know everything." And you're like, "I bet that's not." And then, fucking yeah, and then true. you say that's you say fucking... three things, and they go like, "Well, oh, not that, yeah, and not like, that." Well, like, okay, then everything. fucking answer the question the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, <laughs> like I'm I'm trying to do the right thing here, yeah. and like you're not helping. Like just, and I understand. Like it, I don't expect everyone to be like, "Oh, I know everything. I'm perfectly into." But just don't say everything. Yeah, you know. Anytime they say everything but blood shit and poo- blood shit and piss, I'm like, like, yeah, that's th- pretty base level. Right. Like, I had one girl tell me like, "Just do whatever you want, and then I'll tell you afterwards if I liked it." It's like absolutely no. not. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not playing sexual minesweeper with you. It's just like people. And then, and it's just like you're not giving me a picture of what's going on up here because like mm-hmm. when people say everything, sometimes they mean like I like a little like light choking, and I'm like that's great, but yeah. just say that, and that leads. And if you just say one thing, it leads me into like the rest of the conversation. It sets me a base level that I can then explore with you. And then it's like, oh well, if, if, if you like this, do you also like this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like fucking, it's like a Amazon recommendation. <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm getting. I have all this, all this stuff in my head that I know that most people that have liked this also like this. Do you, if not, <laughs> then I won't do it. Just, I need, but like that, at least give me the leading. You can't, you can't point an algorithm without a little bit of information. Right. right. And so if you say everything, you're going to get Alibaba. You're not going to get Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's like, cause there's a serviceable element to it. Cause I'm, I'm like more of a service top. I will sure. do that. If I know you're into that and you know, then cool. That's fun. It's exciting to me. Cause like, it's hot for me to give something hot to you. Yeah. The point is that we're both having fun. Yeah. Right. And it's not, but like, and so if it's not that, then it's like, I don't get what we're doing here. Okay. You know, I, it's like, I will do something for somebody if they like it, if it's not necessarily my thing, mm. but I don't expect people to be doing something that I like if, if, if it's not their thing, I guess. What was, uh, what was like a favorite kinky activity you enjoyed doing? Oh, choking. Yeah. Joking. <laughs> like, this is the best one. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, it is. I mean, do you like being choked? No. Uh, somebody, th- I remember the first time somebody did try to choke me, I was like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you tried to choke me with my chain, too. Oh. I was like, hey, fuck. Like, you can't use that against me. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, I'm not like pain, not for me. Like, it, because I think it just makes me like angry, mm-hmm. you know, it activates fight or flight, not like fight or fuck, you yeah. know? And it's like, you know, I'm just, now it just makes me want to do more shit to you. It's like, <laughs> ah, we don't want this feedback loop, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't want to have like a fight. I mean, I guess if somebody like, but if it's their thing to like, as like a fight back, like if that's like, you know, hey, yeah, that's fine. But like, it's not for me. Okay. Like, I don't know. And, and again, it's one thing. It's like, Oh, if you've, if it's really good for you, sure, I'll go along. Like, I'm not worried about anybody hurting me. Like, mm. <laughs> unless I'm, I don't think I've ever fucked a bodybuilder, and that's the only person I'd be like concerned about. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I've got I've gotten some spanks where I was like, I didn't think this was gonna hurt. <laughs> I don't think I have, but someone uh, spanked me with a Bible once. I was like, that's just whoa, fucking hard. That's uh, that's that that's the wrath of God right there. Yeah, yeah it they, really they fucking that, was man. The New Testament. Yeah, it was a soft cover. I thought I was safe. <laughs> oh yeah, because that that like it's unexpected. Yeah, if they had the right angle. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was, anything's a tool. Anything yeah. can be a tool. It's yeah, that 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 world I, I try to I try to play in, but it's, you know, like I said, I just do things because that's I guess what they want. Um, anyone ever ask you to do something that was just far too extreme for you? Not really. I don't think I've been been anyone that crazy. Um, I don't really like anything around my ass, and a lot of people want to do that, and I'm mm. like, if you were like really into it, <laughs> sure, but like. It's not for me. It's for you. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> uh, I would never would have trusted that before I got a bidet either. Oh. <laughs> I don't think the cleanliness was up to par before the bidet. Oh, I'm oh, one of those assholes that just does not clean. Oh, ah. <laughs> and oh. like, I, you know, bidet fine. Yeah. But like before that, it was just kind of like, it never felt like I was fully done <laughs> wiping you know and so it was just like you know down you're down there at your own peril you know i like to think about the guy who like was uh super like anti anyone touching his ass gets the bidet and goes i i see now the, i get it i see the point yeah i see what you're talking about yeah no i i don't feel that um i don't know not for me don't really have anything against it it's just mm-hmm. not like in the term in the in the realm of sexual pleasure it's not in there okay so you're also uh, you're a millennial from the Bay Area. Are you part of the uh, the Poly tribe? <laughs> um, uh, it depends on the person. I would okay. say I, my first relationship. Uh, part of the reason, it, like not the whole reason, but like the the road to the end of that relationship was fraught with uh, non monogamy, okay. uh, and so she. I won't get too too into it because I don't want to like talk about her too much. Okay. Um, but basically, like, she had expressed that she would like to see me with other women, right? And that's how it started. And I was mm. like, awesome. Of course, I was terrible at meeting other women, so it didn't happen much. I mean, I dated a bi woman for six years, never had a three way. Like, that's how bad I am. Wow. With women. So, like, to get an, to give you that idea, if it was me, if it was this Marty back this Marty. then, it would have been a different story. This Marty can make it. A- yeah, but that back then, I was just kind of like, it was also just kind of like, ah, I don't want to deal with this many people, you know. And we were both also like so busy dating each other, it was hard to like even think about it. Sure, people. sure. And so, but she had a little cut queen. Yeah, going a little on. bit of that, but like because. There was like, we were just less familiar with like, you know, like all, all the roles. And like, I think what she pictured was different than what I pictured. Um, and I don't know, it, it, it got confusing. And so like, basically, I think we just weren't on the same page. Right. Mm. And so we get like frustrated sometimes. And then like at one point she's, I'm like, we got into like an argument about it. And she's like, you think I don't want to fuck other people? And I'm like, well. I guess, okay, you can if I'm doing this. But mm-hmm. it was more like a, at almost that point, it was kind of like, oh, did I, did, did I get like bait and switched into this? It wasn't my idea, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, uh, and then that happens. And then. Do you I think, think you would have been open if like her initial pitch was just opening up? Probably not. Because okay. like at, at the time, I was pretty comfortable in the relationship. We had a good sex life. I was like, well, I don't need to add to this. Like mm-hmm. I've got enough going on yeah we got all the choking we need right here at home yeah pretty much yeah what are we what are we going out and shopping around for <laughs> like we're having a good time baby i don't need any other neck but yours <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i really didn't she could you know anyways uh <laughs> but uh then it turned into like i think knowing the terms now she was picturing polyamory i was picturing ethical non-monogamy sure and, uh, and so she started like basically like looking for other relationships and i was like oh she's Whoa. hanging out with these guys a lot and then it was like and then it got to the point that i was like she was hanging out like and it, it it felt like it got to like the emotional cheating level of like not everything's being communicated to here i like got too drunk one night and then like woke up to her like we went to bed together she had left in the middle of the morning to go to his place and i'm like and this you didn't is fucked up and she's like and she like just made it sound like it was not a big deal. And like, I was like blowing it up and I was like, no, this is like, I'm upset, yeah. you know? And I think she just didn't really care at that point. And then I think, but you know, the, the actual end of the relationship was not because of that. It was because she decided that she didn't want, you know, kids didn't want a family. Okay. And that was, you know, the stated end of the relationship. But I know that it was, it had a lot to do with that. Like her going out and exploring and kind of seeing like this, 
this isn't the life I want. And like, you know, seeing, and I was like, well, and at the end of the day, good, because if she didn't want a family and if, she, and if, and like, if having kids wasn't right for her, then she shouldn't have. And I, you know, I'm glad that she able saw that. I just, the, that experience coming out of that was not great. And so it's kind of like, in my mind, it's kind of like, ah, uh, you know, and now I know that this, you know, if I was to have that kind of relationship with someone, it would, the communication would be a lot better for me mm -hmm. around it, but there is still is a little bit of like a, you know, lingering, ah, fuck, you know, like that's, this is how it went for me last time. I'd be an idiot to do it again. But it's you also know? mature of you to recognize like that wasn't really why. Sure. Cause so many, cause like the outside world, they see a non-monogamous relationship break up and they go like, see, it doesn't work as opposed to all the monogamous relationships that break up yeah. and they find all the other reasons. No, I mean, I, I'm sure it's it is possible. It is reasonable. I, I, it's happened plenty. You yeah. know, this is a lot of people just don't talk about it. Yeah. Um, I. It remains to be seen if it's for me. Mm. Uh, I. It, it, and again, it's really about the partner. I don't describe myself as polyamorous. I don't describe myself as ENM and like dating apps and stuff like that. Because to me, it's like to go in like that is like, well, then you're you're kind of saying like. I just feel like nobody is really approaching. If you're going into approach a relationship by saying like, I'm polyamorous or I am E and M to me, it's like, well, that's like you're going into another person with probably two different definitions of what's going to happen, mm. you know? And it's like to just assign one word to it and like, say this is right at the gate where I, I say this, the joke I made to a friend recently was that like, I feel as like everybody wants to write, a resume, not a cover letter anymore mm. for dating, right? Like everybody like in, you know, fucking in the kink world, in the polyamorous world, it's just acronym after acronym after fucking word after word that like, we're all supposed to have read the same Dan Savage article. <laughs> and it's like, how, like, you know, I'd much rather just use, you know, I'd rather have this conversation rather than have us like yeah. throw a word at each other and hope it, means the same thing everybody wants to just avoid conversations because it's uncomfortable it's, everybody wants to avoid conflict god forbid like i say something and then you also don't exactly want that thing and now we'd have to discuss it and nobody yeah. nobody wants to do that they just want to say the thing and be like and that means the same thing to you it's like so if you know i i'll ask people like what is non-monogamy you know, what's your non-monogamy look like yeah um yeah and i and that comes from me again my experience of like a relationship that went south being involved with people with two different definitions yeah. of what it meant. And so, um, or two different expectations of what it meant. And so it just kind of, you know, in my mind, it's like, I don't want to label that. I don't, and it's not like, Oh, I'm not into labels. It's like, yeah, you label it at some point, right. but like figure it out first and then label it. I mean, and part of it's me just being like a little bit lazy about it too, of mm -hmm. just like, I don't want to like, fill out this fucking questionnaire no but it sounds <laughs> like it's not like what you need to do like right now at this point to, in your you know? uh, your dating journey and and again it's not like something i'm dead set on so it's like i don't feel like i have to indicate it to somebody sure right at the gate is like oh this is a deal breaker to you you know because yeah. it's not it's not a it's not a hard uh non-negotiable for me so so uh you know how do you approach being like uh like a single dude a solo guy out there in the dating world who's not quote unquote looking for something serious how are you communicating this stuff up front? What sort of pitfalls are you running into? Um, I don't, not too many pitfalls really. I think nothing in my, I, I would say that like if the app, I mostly meet people on apps. I meet people what are you in using? person very rarely. I mean, what am I not using? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you probably know more than I do, but the regulars, know. Hinge, Field, uh, Tinder, Bumble, blah, blah, blah. And okay. then uh, I started throwing myself out of there with three fun just to see what's going on. Three uh, fun? Uh, it's like a three-way app. Okay. And then uh, I threw myself up on like like FetLife and stuff, but that's I, I don't really expect to meet anybody on those, oh. but it's just kind of like a, you know, have a profile rather than not. It's free. Fuck it, you sure. know? Um, but mostly just that stuff. Um, do you really cycle through all those different apps? Like No, it'll be like, like, I'll, each, do like, like I'll do like, like phases. Okay. You know what I mean? Like if my plate is full, then I'll just kind of like tone down most entirely. But if, um, I don't know if I'm like, you know, feeling especially like, uh, I gotta get out there. Um, it'll, uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll, I'll do all at once, mm. you know, cause it's, it's, I sound like I'm like micro micro reviewing every profile. It's a lot of just, whoa, 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 okay. you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, 
but as far as like how I'm like if the if the app offers the opportunity, it's like I think I think uh Tinder's got that new thing where it's like long term open the short, short term exactly. open the so long. So it's like short term open the long is mostly what I'm saying. Because uh-huh. I'm not mostly doing one night stands because like that's not really I'm not really any good at it. Okay. Uh mostly just because like I I feel like I enjoy being with people that I can like talk to first and then yeah. do the sex thing. I also like to like learn how your body works. So like on the the subsequent dates, I can do better. Yeah. It's like, I probably yeah. will not do my best work the first time. Yeah. Same. And so it's just kind of like, you know, I don't want it to me like, I'm going to, if I'm going to invest an amount of time in it, I want to like, you know, to be worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, uh, so that's what I'm kind of, if the app has the option, but otherwise I do try to say like, you know, especially if somebody seems like they're looking for something more serious, I'll just kind of be like, Hey, just an FYI, you know, I just moved here. I'm, you know, figuring my life out a bit, getting my feet under me, I'm not looking for anything serious right now. You know, if we really click, you know, open to the conversation, but for the moment, just kind of keeping things casual, if that's okay with you and like, and not, not really a one night stand guy, but also not like a, not looking for commitment at the moment, mm-hmm. pretty much just trying to be upfront about that. And, I've had very few people tell me, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to go date with you because of the, after that. Because I think, you know, because nothing in my profile, in any case, I'm looking for anything specific. I don't think anyone's surprised by that, okay. especially since we're all on fucking dating apps. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, if you're on a dating app, you know, it doesn't mean you're looking for something serious, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, not that it doesn't mean you're not, but it, unless you don't, unless you say it, you know, I feel like the the absence is more indicative than including something, right. you know, do you, do you ever have to like kind of be mindful about like when you're opening an app to be like, am I opening this? Cause I want to try to like make a new connection or am I just feeling lonely? I would say my issue is more, um, I open apps because I'm compulsively on my phone and it's just one more app to open mm-hmm. at a certain point. Uh, any, any wild, uh, besides fucking almost a, a naked comedy show second day, any wild, uh, early date stories? I mean, lately? I did tell you a girl did, uh, she was like moving soon. So we knew this was a short term thing, but we did do the rope tying, like the, the Shibari class at, at Hacienda. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, very cool. <laughs> and like the one one uh, as a first date. Uh, <laughs> that, that, but that's, that kind of is, if you both have a mutual interest and are spicy, yeah. that's like, that's a good first date. Yeah, no, it was, it, it was fun. It's like, not nude, right? It's, yeah. It was like, you know, clearly we knew like what was going to happen after, but it was still kind of like a fun thing for both of us to do. Yeah. Um, so that was, I would say, like the spiciest first date. I would, uh, yeah. I would say that yeah. you get an opportunity to like test having hands on the bot. Did you both tie each other up or just yeah. one way? Yeah. So you both get to have an opportunity, like in a like consensual and like low stakes way, test what's it feel like when I have my hands on his body? You know, uh, you know, what's it like when his hands are on my body? Like, is yeah. there a spark in charge? Because at the end of the class. If there's no charge, if there's no spark, yeah. If you got nothing, then then you're like, like well, you we really got nothing. <laughs> we got nothing, but we both learned a new skill. Yeah, yeah. Now I can tie people up. Yeah, uh, now we'll take that to the next date or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so I, uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, and she was cool, and yeah, it was it was kind of funny though, like because she like we were like, all right, well, let's meet an hour beforehand so we can have a conversation before this. But then like. Yeah she was late and then we had to like walk over. So we only got like half an hour of conversation before, before walked, someone's before we started like tying each other up. I was like, all right, you know, and the walkover, I guess Yeah, but it was, I mean, we had like, you know, you'd chatted on the phone before, but it's different. You want to meet in person. Oh, you did do a, you do a phone. No, no, no. Or? I mean, uh, like, cha- like, like text. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the phone since COVID. I feel like a lot of people want to do like a, like a, like video a phone date. call. Yeah. I haven't done any of that. Girl, you know, the one would be like, "Oh, I don't want to waste my time." I'm like, "We'll pick a coffee shop near your place. You won't waste. You're gonna because yeah. if it's not, if the video chat's not fun, that's how's that not a waste of your time either? Why? Because you don't have to get done up. Don't get done up. I'll save you yeah. the travel time. Wear what you want, but like, let's especially I, like this is dating in your 30s. We don't have to fucking like. Don't put on your best face. Put on your normal face. Yeah. Cause that's what I'm going to be seeing more of if we see each other a lot and exactly, what I prefer yeah. to see more of honestly. But mm-hmm. I mean, I know everyone wants to make a great first impression, but it's like, I want to give you my best, most realistic first impression. So yeah. it's like, and not like I'm going to show up looking slovenly, you know, but I'm not putting on a, a like a dress shirt to go get coffee. 
Yeah. You know, like we're just going to wear a t-shirt, be casual. But you also don't need to optimize all your time to make sure like when you go out the door, like this is definitely going to be, it's like, I want to make sure we have spark. All right. We'll find, we'll find out. I promise. Yeah. You can, you know, you can leave in 30 minutes. If you don't like it, just leave. If you're not feeling it. You, you don't go. have to stay for three hours on a date you don't you know on the first hour you're not into. Yeah, that's I'm I'm a big proponent of like now doing like lunch or coffee first date for somebody that you mm-hmm. aren't like sure about. Because some people it's like you have a rapport on the text and it's like oh okay like I have a pretty good feeling this is gonna this is worth a, a an evening. Yeah, you know. But if you're not sure, just keep it casual for the first one. But yeah. you know, not everyone likes to do that. It's preferences. But if you can get them into it, it's great. I'm a big proponent of don't be afraid to end a date when you know for sure, like not into it. Like yeah. you don't have to wait till you're done with the date. Yeah. You don't have to order another drink. You can just be like, I think I'm good. Yeah. I, 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 for me, by the time we're on the, if, if I've, if I've, if we're on a date, it means I've already got an inkling that like, we'll get along in some capacity. Mm. Right. Now, if it's not a sexual capacity, that's fine too. Because now I'm new in the city. I'm I am looking to make friends. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, even if we don't, if we're not trying to fuck, like it's still like we had similar similar enough interests. That, like, hopefully, we can still hang out sometime. Yeah. And like, you know, now I now now I have a bringer for a comedy show. <laughs> I swear to God, if you do a single fucking bringer, I will choke you out in a non sexual way. It's all just people I've been on dates with. <laughs> I had to, I had to fucking talk Claire because you know Claire's newer, but like I've had, I finally convinced her like no more bringers. We're like you can do one a year if you want to tape. Oh like, yeah, I had to like really well, fucking bully her out of that because shit because it was like oh let's do that just to like try to get in with a club. But I, I don't understand like doing multiple industry room. Well, some people like, they're just addicted to if that's the only way they get like anything that looks like meaningful stage time. Yeah, uh, and then they get. A little, she was like, she was doing like a lot of them, and I just had to, I had to like inter, yeah. I had to be doing intervention. Be you like, gotta burn a lot of bridges. <clears throat> like, don't do that. Yeah, I said you're not. Your friends are going to come to your good shows later because they came to watch you be on a lineup of 15 people yeah. too many times. Yeah, you know, keep bringing them to the naked show. At least you're getting, I pay you extra for that. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, uh, before we go, you know how how. Do you find the Naked Comedy Show to be? Great. I I sing its praises to everybody. I mean, it is... You do book it well. The lineups are great. Um, and the room is like a fantastic comedy room, like mm-hmm. layout-wise. It's really the ideal low-ceiling-wide short room. And then the audiences are fun. I mean... Yeah, the first time I did it, I think we had talked about like the audience was a little more tight than we would have liked. And yeah, do you uh, remember what month? What, which it was one? August. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were they were kind of clothed. Yeah, that I think you when you said that I was like, oh, like I didn't have a frame of reference, and then I did the second one, and like you know everyone was fucking naked, I was, and they were way more fun. I was like, okay, I see what he means. Like, it is like uh, like. I would say that the show probably, and you you probably know better than me, but it seems like it probably attracts people that maybe necessarily aren't comedy fans, but they're looking for a fun, a fun, interesting thing to do as a night out, and especially something that's you know been written about and done as much as mm-hmm. your show has. It like, oh, this presents itself as like this is a cool Brooklyn thing to do, right? <laughs> it's comedy for New York, but it's Brooklyn and weird, so it's naked. <laughs> yeah, and so it's in like, an orgy basement. In an orgy basement, like this is the weirdest thing. This is the craziest thing we could do tonight. And so they go there. And it's like, yeah, they're maybe not necessarily comedy fans, and they aren't like raucous laughters, but they're having a good time. I think that's what I remember from the first show was that like everyone seemed to have a good time. They just weren't like what you want as a comic is like this crazy, energetic, fun crowd. Yeah. You know? And so, um, you know that, but I still had a great time, you know? And then, you know, the second, second one was tons of fun. And there's, there was no, like, how'd you feel like going up? Oh, naked. going up naked. Uh, I'm pretty comfortable with my body. So I was like, I think I had like a little bit of nerves the first time, but like once I got into like that swing on stage, I remember the only time that, you know, I do like, I can like watch the tape back and just be like, I can like clearly hear when I like kind of fumble over something because I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm naked. You know, like that'll happen in my brain. But I think the only time that really kind of like <laughs> the first time was when a joke hit so well that like, I kind of felt a tingle down there. And hey, I was like, Oh no, 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 no. You could be our first, you could have been our first boner on stage. So I did the, when we did the, uh, the skank fest naked roast. Oh, you did that. I did that. Oh, nice. In, uh, September, uh, me and the other guy both took a blue chew before we went on stage. 
and it didn't do anything. Does nothing. <laughs> and you I was like, well, you still because of Bluetooth, like that kind of you still have to have some kind of stimulation. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you do like a Viagra, that'll typically just do it. You know, I mean, that's it's, the same, it's the same. It's the same. I, oh, I, that's why I understood the difference is that like no, one. It, there's no such thing as a. Simulation. There's no such thing as like a take pill boner. You nah. have to just get. You don't necessarily need stimulation. You just have to be in a state of arousal. Sure, and uh, be, stimulation little, can do that, but and, you have uh, to get there. Yeah, I was not aroused. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, all it does is make it easier. Sure, to get yeah, the yeah, boner. and, it, and yeah. It, but it'll also keep it there like longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like the way to do it is like you'd have to go. To the bathroom, collect yourself, get the boner, get aroused, let yourself be aroused, then go on stage. The like boner will probably stay longer even after you lose yeah. some mental arousal. And yeah, uh, after watching like, you know, all the other judges go up naked and like Zach Amico do his whole like crazy entrance, I'm like, Sta- you know, would he staple something to his nutsack? He did not at that point. He did later. Um, but like he did like a whole like Bray Wyatt entrance as like a tribute to Bray Wyatt who had just passed away as a wrestler. Okay. And I was like, you know, this is maybe the least arousing thing I could think of. And so I'm, like, I'm out. I'm good. <laughs> it's fine to not have a boner for this. It'll still be funny. The naked know? rose battles are fucking brutal though. Cause like, man, like they're by, I, the, I, I've done twice. Uh, undefeated, no big deal. But the right, first right, one, right. we both basically lost. I just lost less. Yeah, you know, ours was good because I the guy I was against was uh, I knew him actually from Sacramento. Okay. Um, he's a and he's a good roast battle guy, and so we had a good rapport. And he also doesn't have any feet, so um, <laughs> you know the jokes wrote themselves. Does he not have legs? He just doesn't have feet. It's like uh, cut off like below the, like the tibia, I guess. So did he have like? Does he got like, like? He's got like the Blade Runner lens. Oh, he's got he's got those. Yeah. Wow. And so, but he took them off on stage and was standing on the stumps and it was so fucking funny. And I told them like, I was like, <laughs> when he took those off, I said, he looked like the fucking sea captain from family guy. <laughs> and, and I was like, I started singing the lollipop guild song and like kicking my legs. And then he started kicking the stumps and I fucking died laughing. <laughs> I think my best joke from that was, uh, uh, well, there's two. I said he, you know, uh, Logan's wife uh, divorced him, and now she's dating a black guy because she's used to being with three fifths of a man. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was because uh, he lost the legs, he got run over by a train, which is hilarious because he was in the military, and then he like, but he he didn't lose him in like battle. Or That's anything. weird. I thought he was a woman in 1892. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he. So I said uh, he lost him in a train. That was far from the last train he had run on him. So, <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying uh, adding nudity to some comedy. Uh, you've yeah, been a, a great it's addition my fucking to brand the show. now. <laughs> oh, well, because it's funny because it's like the first thing that people see when they look at my Instagram. It's okay. like, wait a second, is he naked? <laughs> yeah, me, meanwhile, I'm trying to find. I I got to get more. Uh, non-naked clip. Non-naked <laughs> clip. Well, the problem is I got like these non-naked spots. Uh, normal spots. Spot. I have spots. Yeah, when you say the spot is supposed spots. to be the norm. Yeah, right. The naked spots, the thing that needs the qualifier. Yeah, <laughs> but like I get spots, but then the, they're not very tapable rooms or shows. Sure. Yeah. Like I do a show on Wednesday, and like I had a super fun time, but it was five people. Yeah. But like they were a great five people, but you're not making a clip from that. Yeah. So I don't have enough of the normal clips. That I'm like, I, people need to know that i do cloak comedy you got that email i sent where i was like hey guys I please just, like, just in case you don't know me that well like i do do comedy with my pants on like most of the time so just like just let that be known yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I would love to do those shows as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh marty man thanks for making time to, yeah, to chat and this is fun sharing sharing about yourself so deep uh, we, we like to get there. I, I like to think that this is a, um, this is a podcast where I like to take really funny comedians and let them be not funny at all. If oh, I, I killed it then. Great. <laughs> no, you did awesome. Um, dude, where can go, uh, on top, are you doing, you're doing March or February? Uh, February. You're doing February. So, uh, Marty February will be 23rd. at the, yes, the February 23rd naked comedy the show. second date. <laughs> uh, the, the 10 o'clock show? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. So come out, see Marty on, on February 23rd, but, uh, you also run some shows here in New York City yourself. Yep. You've got, uh, Thursday night media. at town. Allen Bar in uh, in Bushwick, and uh, Friday nights at QED in Astoria, 11 p.m. It's a late show, so if you want to grab a drink on your way home or on your way out, it's a good show. Um, Marty Cunny Comedy on all social media, uh, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. I got Reddit, a lot, of, a lot of Reddit going on too now. People like Reddit. 
uh, posting yeah. on Reddit. People really fucking engage on there. So, as well, well as naked reels. <laughs> yeah, I did post the naked reels one. It was pretty funny. How many people in the comments were like, "Hey, what the fuck?" Oh yeah, yeah, that's always the thing. It's like, it's like, is this dude like in TikTok? Will be like, is this dude naked? And I'd be like, oh, I gotta. No, explain. I'm fucking. Yeah, this is a bodysuit. I asshole. wear a black bar. Yeah, what are you talking around. about? Yeah. <laughs> well, Marty, man, thanks for chatting with us, and uh, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? All right, thanks everyone. Uh, man, whore it up. Have fun out there. The best place to share your thoughts on this week's show is in the episode discussion channel in the Champagne Room. The Champagne Room is a super free, super fun, super sex positive Discord server where you can discuss this week's episode, share some slutty sex stories, or nerd out about gaming and music. We even have an entire channel just about parenting. I'm not in that one very often, but there seems to be a nice little community in there. Join the conversations today. Make new internet friends now at manhorpod.com slash discord or click the link in the schnotes. You can also email me your comments, your questions, your criticisms, your titty pictures to manhorpod at gmail.com. Los Angeles, by the way, LA whores, if you're still listening, uh, I got a couple shows while I'm in town tonight, January 31st, I'm at Knucklehead at 9pm, and then Friday, I'm going to be uh, doing a, a backyard show, and if you go to manwhorepod.com, you'll see a link to more, to where you can get more information. Last, but certainly not least, the best place you can support the Manwhore Podcast is on Patreon, it's the best way to make sure that Billy's bills are still paid so I can keep doing what you love to listen to. And today, as you're hearing this, January 31st, today is the final day that you can sign up for a seven-day free trial. Yes, you can try my 300-plus bonus episodes for free. You can check out my behind-the-scenes content for free. You can enjoy those Discord benefits for free if you sign up today january 31st at patreon.com slash man podcast seriously it's just you, you don't got two dollars if, if you listen to this whole thing and you you liked it you don't think i should get two dollars the only reason you should think that i don't deserve two dollars is if you think i deserve five dollars otherwise cough it up don't make me don't make me come back around here again for this, okay? Okay. As my uncle Joe Vito probably told someone while holding a baseball bat. I don't know. I don't know the story. I'm told he's just a taxi driver, but who knows? That could have been code as a kid. But seriously, join the Patreon, okay? Come on. $2. It's $2. You think I deserve more? You don't got it now? It's okay. You can get me later. Get the $2 now. Patreon. Schnotes independent content creators stay slutty